plans to work with principals and educators in spreading a message about the importance of safe gun storage. According to the White House, more than three-quarters of school shootings are committed with guns from the home. Eighty percent of firearm suicides by children involve a weapon belonging to a family member. Here to discuss these new recommendations is Lee Turner, an attorney we talk to every so often here. He served as an officer with the Raleigh Police Department for 10 years and now serves as an attorney. Lee, how are you? Fine. How are you doing, Jeff? Not bad at all. Good to talk to you. So what did you think about these guidelines here? Do you think this puts too much pressure on school administrators? Well, I think it does, and in particular in states like North Carolina where we already have a statute that basically, um, you know, dictates how you are supposed to store a firearm and protect it away from a minor. It doesn't give you exact guidelines, but it just makes it so that it's against the law for a minor to have any access to a firearm. So, basically, what are some more effective ways that you think would work in trying to keep firearms out of the hands of children? Well, you know, education of a child, I think, is always important, and if, if that's one of the things they're trying to accomplish, but I think that this money that they're giving to the school systems could be better served by just preventing the firearm from even getting into the schools, such as security systems, metal detectors, those things that would, because it's all our concern, number one is to have a safe, safe place for our children to go to school. And more, I think it would be more geared toward that safety if they used precautions there at the school instead of trying to educate a younger child as to the danger of a firearm. Most children are educated at home as to that danger, and if the parent or whomever is following the law, then they're abiding by that law and they're securing their guns in a safe or every gun nowadays is sold with a gun lock that prevents it from being fired. And so there's there's other mechanisms other than putting pressure on a school administrator to further try to educate a child as, as to a, you know, how to handle a gun or what to do if they see a gun. There's one trial that now is underway in Michigan where the parents are being tried, the parents of a child who allegedly carried out a school shooting in Michigan. So do you feel like that's going to be more common in case and the unfortunate case of school shootings? Oh, I think it will be. And I know that when those, um, shootings are investigated, uh, that's one of the things that the police look toward is how did the child get access to the gun and if there should be any charges made in, in relation to how they obtained it, um, such as uh, Headingham, if you remember sure you remember that incident. They looked at how that uh, young man got a hold of all those guns, and they typically do that too in these school shootings, just that they backtrack to see where the gun came from and see if here in North Carolina or any other state that has a similar law if that gun was stored in a way where it should not have been accessible. Just out of curiosity, since you brought up Henningham, did you see the new search warrants that were laid out regarding that this week? I, I saw them briefly. I haven't gone through them you know, verbatim, but I did see, the, I did see them yeah, online. Yeah, it's clear that the alleged shooter in this, Austin Thompson, when he was 15, was uh, stockpiling guns. He allegedly had lots of ammunition and... Um, I just wonder how parents could not have been aware of that since they're in the same household. Well, and that's a that's something that I think is a is just a cultural problem today that we don't stay in such close contact with our kids that we would not know that um, what he was carrying was was an arsenal, 
And it was also, if you look at those items, it was very much geared toward him getting away and continuing to, you know, survive on his own for a period of time until he could get away. Um, that was uh, a, a very excessive amount of weapons and ammunition that he possessed that day. Vice President Harris visited Charlotte earlier this month. She announced that North Carolina will receive $12 million to hire more counselors, funding of which will come from the Safer Communities Act. Do you think that will have a long-lasting importance? Well, it, I guess it depends on how, they, how the federal government defines what who will be counseled and how they'll be counseled. Um, it. As we all know, mental health is an issue. I mean, you see it every day in our society. And, uh, you know, we have, um, I don't think we've taken the proper measures to ensure that these people that suffer from mental illness are getting any kind of treatment. Um, you know, North Carolina did away with Dorothea Dix, which was, a you know, a central facility here. And I think every time we, we chip away at it, we're just contributing to the problem. And I don't, I don't know if throwing money at it in, in such as she described is going to accomplish anything unless it has some very good guidelines to help these people that are on the street and you know suffering from these mental disabilities it is something that bears watching obviously as we continue to hope that schools will uh, move on and be safer in the grand scheme of things uh, lee you're always very kind with your time thank you so much for joining us here lee turner is an attorney and has spent over a decade as an officer uh, and with Raleigh Police Department. Lee, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Jeff. Have a good day. You too. It is 327 here on the WPTF Afternoon News. I'm Jeff Hamlin. Thank you for joining us here today. We're expecting a chance of showers coming up tonight and then again tomorrow to start off your weekend, possibly a thunderstorm during the afternoon with a high of 66. Chance of rain will be at 70%.